Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dotson from Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to the podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and click subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Today we find ourselves in chapter 4 of the book of Acts, where the apostles John and Peter, having just healed the crippled man there at Gate Beautiful of the temple uh, entrance, had found themselves now surrounded by the people who had witnessed this miraculous and wanted to know what this was all about. Chapter 4, therefore, begins really with the first period of testing that we find there in this early church. The foes of Christ had finally arrived, and Peter, who had warmed himself by the fire, then baptized in the fire, now found himself standing in the midst of the fire. You know, for a time, this baby church had shared in an overt fellowship and joy. They had experienced the highs of the upper room experience. They had had a new and fresh filling of the Spirit of God dwelling within them. And they had been part of the miraculous healing hand of God. And I guess you could say this was truly good times for the early church. These were the days that we call the honeymoon period. Yet inevitably the trial and the persecutions will always come. Because Christ is the rock of offense and those offended are certain always to come knocking. Beginning in verse 1 of chapter 4 today, it says, As they spoke to the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came to them, and being upset because they taught the people and proclaimed in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. Now, it's important for us to understand who the players are here, and the players are the Sadducees. The Sadducees were effectively the people in power within the Jewish Rome in that day, and they were effectively skeptics and pragmatists. And they, in their belief system, rejected the reality of the supernatural, and therefore they rejected anyone who taught otherwise. Therefore, because of such a stance, they also rejected the concept of the resurrection. They believed that only the books of Moses were legitimate, so the rest of Scripture was effectively ignored. I guess you could call them the liberals of their day. They were modern thinkers, the broad road people, if you will. They were quite tolerant of just about anybody's views and positions, except, of course, Christians. Sound familiar? These educated, quote-unquote, people were greatly disturbed by the actions of these unlearned fishermen. You know, it's funny how these little men, during their ministries, would generate such fear and, at times, near pandemonium. Verse 3 says, They laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was now evening. But many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to about 5,000. So now here we have a result of any attempts to crush the name and the followers of Jesus. I mean, we know that today, don't we? From the far reaches of communist China to what was once, quote, behind the Iron Curtain, end quote, of the old Soviet bloc countries to 
repressive countries like India and Nepal. Throughout all of these nations, Christ still continues to thrive. Persecution has always ultimately backfired on those who attempt to stop the spread of Christianity. So despite the arrest of these disciples, we still see that 5,000 of them were saved that day. Preaching of the cross is and always has been an offense to the senses of the Sadducees. Whether it was in the days of the early church or even amongst the modern Sadducees today, the cross, you see, continues to elicit both salvation for those who are willing to receive <laughs> and rage from those who will not. In verse 5, it says, In the morning their rulers, elders, and scribes were gathered together in Jerusalem. Annas the high priest, verse 6, was there with Caiaphas and John, Alexander, and as many as were relatives of the high priest. Now, we need to remember here that the Jewish world at this time was under Roman occupation and therefore Roman rule. So the religious powers in Israel were operating kind of within a strange and tenuous arrangement that provided this limited religious tolerance for those who lived within this occupied territory. So <clears throat> no doubt Rome felt that a little religion would simply keep these prisoners without walls, quote-unquote, in a, a state of calm, which was their ultimate uh, objective. Now, this arrangement certainly was far from perfect. The true high priest, Annas, here had been removed from his position and probably had been uh, so because he was a security risk and therefore his son-in-law, Caiaphas, was put in his place. Now, the Jews in that day worked through both of these men, but they still held Annas as the true high priest. Now, it seems all of these men, however, were now gathered together to hear what these two guys, Peter and John, had to say. Verse 7. When they had stood, Peter and John, in the middle of them, they inquired, By what power or in what name have you done this? You see... The healing of this lame man there at Gate Beautiful, it was an indisputable fact. No one, not even these Sadducees or the rulers within Rome, could argue with the evidence that was before them. They had all seen him sitting at the gate day after day, and perhaps they had even personally given him some money from time to time. They clearly knew that this man had been crippled, and they could clearly see with their own eyes that he was no longer crippled. And thus they rightly ask, By what power or by what name have you done this? Now I can't help but feel that these religious leaders were, I guess, incredulous. Their attitude was, How could such an act of God have occurred, you know, if they hadn't been a part of it? Hmm, people's pride, always the first thing to bring men down. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dotson. To learn more about Tim Dotson or Believer's Church, visit believerstogether.com.